I worry about everything constantly, but yeah. Yeah. You're in good company. Mike related to that way too hard. I can't be happy. <laughs> it's not for me. Go on and just everyone scream once before we start recording. <laughs> just get that out. I think this is all part of how you make Philosopher's Stone, you know? <laughs> it's at least yeah, it's step like, one. Oh, the ingredients of a Philosopher's Stone are human suffering. And I'm like, oh, no problem. <laughs> oh, my God. Are, I have theory that every... No. Are we recording, right? No, I can say it. but save it. Save it. What? Save for what? You just put it in later. Uh, God damn it. You guys don't have to edit this. Okay, well, I'm sorry. We're sorry. <laughs> I have a theory that every episode title is an ingredient in the Philosopher's Stone. So so where the separate destinations fit into in Philosopher's Stone? Ah, riddle me this. That's a tricky one, but I'm sure if you think hard enough, you'll see that I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to Full Metal Analysts, a podcast where free writers analyze each and every episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I'm Michelle. I'm Arthur. And I'm Mike. And here with us today, we have a very special guest. She is an animator, an artist, and she's also the person, how do I say with whom I watched, yeah, with whom I watched Full Metal Alchemist for the second time. I was? Yeah. Good we to watched know. it in your house. Yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that. Welcome to the show, Jacques Pche. How are you doing, Jacques? Doing good. You know, pandemic and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, for the next 20 minutes or so, we're talking Full Metal Alchemist. Yay. Yes. Yeah. How did you first start watching Full Metal Alchemist, Jackie? Like, when was the first time you watched it? I got into anime, I think I was like 12. I only watched what was on YouTube because I was really lazy with like opening websites where like you had to click a bunch of stuff all around it. Um, but then, like, I met a friend online who recommended it, and I was like, yeah, fine, I'll do that. And then I ended up loving it, and now I'm a Weibo, so hooray! The long-gone days of copyright-free YouTube, where you could post anything, yeah. nobody <laughs> would care. I remember. There were no ads. But yes, like I mentioned, Jackie, I watched Fullmetal Alchemist with you, the whole show, Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. Have you ever seen the 2003 anime? I did, that was the first one I saw. Every episode we talk about that show, because it's so weird. And so different. Yeah. Like, for example, this episode is the episode we meet Ling. And he's not in the 2003 anime. Absolutely he's not. not I know. Wait, so the prince from Shing is not in the original show? No. Because I think by the time the 2003 anime started doing its own thing, it was before he appeared in Interesting. the yeah. manga. Emphasis on doing its own thing because they made up a bunch of characters. We already talked about, like, Frank Archer. One of these days we're going to talk about Dante, the 2003 anime's version of Wrath. I'm definitely going to watch this eventually. After we're done, I'm just going to do it. You have to save it until we have a Patreon so that we can monetize it. Oh, smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay for that. So we're going to start our episodes as we always do, which is with an improvised 21-second recap. This is the moment in the podcast where we recap what happened in the episode we just watched, except we have 21 seconds and we don't know who is it going to be because we decide who's going to do it by the roll of a dice. If it falls on one, it's me, two, it's Arthur, three, it's Mike, and four is our guest, Jackie. So let's get started and two. Yes, Arthur. He never goes. Oh, That's why man. I'm happy. <laughs> yep, I'm ready. On go. Three, two, one. Go. So it starts with 
Scar kills the Monopoly man, and then uh, uh, we meet Mei Chang, and she's with the mustache man, Snidely Whiplash guy, and uh, Scar is there with them too, and they're gonna go to Central, and then Barry the Chopper uh, tries to kill H Hawkeye, and but she Bam. shoots him in the face. <laughs> oh, jeez. There's a lot more. Um, I mean, you got eight okay. minutes in. <laughs> well, I'll finish it up really quick. Then Ling, who's from Shang, uh, meets Ed and Al, and he's like, tell me where the Philosopher's Stone is. And they're like, no. And then he sets his uh, bodyguards on them, and they have a big fight, and Winry's upset because Ed broke his metal arm again. And then that is it. Hold on a second. You got something wrong. What? Ling doesn't set his bodyguards onto Ed and Al. The bodyguards and Ed and Al start having a fight independently. Uh oh, you're right. you're right. That's true. But I thought it was like to test Ed's and Al's like metal, you know, for lack of a better word. <laughs> They're full metal. Oh, you. <laughs> They're full metal alchemist. Okay. I just think they got in the fight because they wanted to get into a fight. They just gonna fight, you know. State alchemist's gonna alchemist. Or alchemist or, or alchemist. <laughs> yeah, al full metal alchemist analysts. <laughs> That's our new show. <laughs> Jackie, this is um this is an important question. Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? Dubbed in English. I was also converted to the dub clan. I was I was a sub guy, but then I watched it dubbed. Yeah. I like the guy who voices Ed. I mean not the person himself because he's a fucking homophobe, but like his voice. It's a good cast. If only we could extract the voice from the person. That'd be lovely. Like Ursula in The Little Mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you made a good point, Arthur, because this episode starts off with Scar fighting the Monopoly guy. Yes, yeah. I'm so glad you said that. I was like, I, I was going to say that. I also wrote that. it down. I also <laughs> wrote it down. I was like, he fights the Monopoly guy. Me too. Because it's that clear. It's that clear. He him. kills him really hard. Here's Scar, and Scar looks like this very serious, very like, like, oh, yeah, I'm a serious character. And he's fighting off against this, <laughs> this cartoon version of the Monopoly man. <laughs> he He's the Comanche Silver Alchemist or something like that. And I really blew my Topham Hat reference a little early. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a you couple really episodes did. ago, you referenced Topham Hat from Thomas and Friends, but clearly this is Topham if Hat. Only I, if only I'd know. So that poor guy appears in the show literally just so he can die. His character design is anything if not disposable. <laughs> oh, right. Like I spin. I... My move is I spin. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> On my leg. And he has a peg leg. He has a peg leg. Little known fact, so does the Monopoly guy. What? What? No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> this is one of those. This is no, one of those. I'm looking at the box, so you know. <laughs> For a second there, I swear. I thought you were real, and I was like, wait a second, and I almost opened up Monopoly, man. He was Just a rich. Yeah, it's a Mandela effect thing, you know? Right. You liar. This episode basically starts off being like, where is the gang right now? Where is everyone? It's like, here's where Scar is. And here's where Hawkeye and Roy are. And here's where the Eric brothers are. And then it introduces two new characters. I mean, four new characters, actually. Even though there is no actual season two, like the show isn't divided on seasons. It didn't have a break in between this episode and the last one. 
this very much feels like a season two. It really did. There's a tiny panda. There is a tiny panda. Yes, we are introduced to Xiao Mei and Mei Cheng. Just like I said that I don't like the dub and I'm going on a journey, I hope I can go on another journey now because I don't really like Mei from the last time I watched her. So maybe I will change my mind as I watch it again. Ling is just such a compelling character that like... Putting her in the middle of whatever he needs, she just feels like an obstacle. So maybe that's why we don't like her. That's a great point. Consider this episode. May comes in at the beginning and she's like, hey, May, I'm looking for this. And you're like, that's interesting. And then Ling shows up and he's like, I'm the 12th son of the emperor and I have to get immortality so that my clan can be the leader of this very fascinating country. And here's my bodyguards and they can all fight. And I'm a funny and charming character. And you're like, Mei who? Like, who may, who's Mei Chang compared to this guy? It's just mm-hmm. got a little panda, though. So I don't know. I'm torn. It's just a panda. <laughs> but it's so cute. And it bites his finger and it's... And it reflects her mood at all times. Like, who, who who wouldn't want that? I do want a little pet that reflects my mood. What would be your guys's like little pet familiar? It would be a dog. So original and creative. <laughs> <laughs> but I but, but I don't like dogs. There's okay. The thing. What I don't like what dogs. kind of dog, Michelle? It would be a dog that I would be running away from all the time because I'd be like I'm afraid of dogs. And right. so my dog would be running away being like, I'm afraid of humans. And so we'd just be running on a circle. You would be in a, a spiral, a negative feedback loop of fear. <laughs> we would never be free. We would never be free from each other. Well, that does sound like every day I'm li- of my life. <laughs> what would yours be, Jackie? A screaming goat, I guess. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Mike, well, what would your animal be? I, I know it would be a skunk. Nice. We're just going to skip that then. <laughs> mine would be like a little antelope it'd be cool it would like follow me around like clip clop clip clop i would get mad and the antelope would kind of narrow its eyes oh that's good and then the antelope would get hit by a car <gasps> no and arthur would also get hit by a car because they're linked we're tied let's talk real quick about the little scene with barry the chopper where he decides to attack Hawkeye. I just realized this may be the first time we've seen Hawkeye outside of the army. It was kind of like when you see your teacher outside of school. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they have a life. Oh, they, buy, <laughs> they buy apples just like I buy apples. I also totally relate to Barry the Shopper's reaction of being like, damn, woman, step on me. Call me names. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, real quick, I just want to say, Jackie... You may not know, but I have a thing where I always skip the OP because I hate OPs. I think OPs are just a waste of time. It's like... Ugh, you're so wrong. Yeah. I don't know if you agree with me, Shaki. I like this one. She's I an OP the... OG. Sorry. <laughs> I used to skip the 2003 ones because they were annoying, but I like the ones in Brotherhood. Okay. You guys don't understand. Wait, we have the new <laughs> opening. We need to talk about the new opening. And I think it's kind of the worst one, but it's not that bad. It's a lie. They're lying to you. And you guys are eating it up. Well, Rick and Morty does this too. Yeah, Rick and Morty lies. <laughs> no, but the opening the opening Rick and Morty is a, what what part of the opening of Rick and Morty is a lie? Lots of it you don't know. Some of it. Literally every season they have like a, a bit of animation that never shows up. Okay, so they have like ten percent of something that doesn't show up, but everything else is from the show. But here's the It's cool. It's consistent. 
I'm looking for consistency. It's like an amus bouche. Well, you know what? As an animator, raise our salaries and we'll give you consistency. Oh, damn. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> and how about like just just a little bit like th- they let the animators go crazy and have a little fun and say like, well, this is what it really could be at its best. And it has moments like that. The show has like moments of that, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's like watching a trailer. It's like it's like if I'm watching the trailer for Shrek 2 and we get to see the cat make the big cute eyes and then we get to see them in like the palm tree place that's like medieval Los Angeles or whatever. And then I watch the movie and I'm like it's not just a cat the whole time. <laughs> it's not just, it's Michelle, I think that I think we're just going to have to roll in with a new segment called Michelle's wrong. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, pl- uh, play play, see, play the uh, theme song here. Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. Let's get to the meat of the episode, which is the introduction of the character of Ling Yao. He is the Prince of Xing, and I just realized that Xing Ling. That's uh creative that's like my name being mazil Mazil. <laughs> it's it's like in sci-fi how aliens will come from a planet that has their name like the vulcans are from vulcan or whatever it's funny because that's not based on earth at all like we didn't name earth humania <laughs> <laughs> what were you guys first impressions of ling i want to hear that he seemed nice he seemed uh <laughs> like a nice guy <laughs> I think he's a really interesting character. At the very least, he's, like, intriguing at this point. Did you guys catch that um, Ed is racist? Oh, wait, yeah. I I was wondering about that. Is that... Did I hear what I heard? I don't want to say what I heard. Yeah, but... <laughs> you quote it, and then we'll use it out of yeah. context. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know what it said in the sub, and I actually thought about going back, but the remote was far. You know, the dub, he just says, you weird-eyed person or something, but I don't know. Something about it made me think he was saying something. He, he says, like, not, not okay. you and your boss with the freaky closed eyes. That's an anime thing. Other people from Shing may doesn't have closed eyes, so, like, well, Ed does also say, just go back to Shing. So there's that. No, he does say that. You're right. Well, yeah. even if he's even if he's maybe not racist, he's very definitely sexist. because he's Yeah, like, he also, uh, right. He's like, hey, girly. Right. No, no, no. Not <laughs> even that. Fun. He's like, I gotta be fighting a dude. Clearly. Yeah. Yeah. But luckily, he set Perhaps up a the least trap. politically correct episode. There was Winry's boss. Yeah. Like, Who is that guy? He was like quiet for like half the... Like five scenes go by and he's just sitting there. That's um that's Winry's boss. That's the that's who Winry was apprenticed to. But was he did, was he always this way? <laughs> did I just well we to... we haven't met him before, Mike. This is unfortunately your introduction to a very common trope in anime, which is isn't it funny how he's gay? Oh, oh my god, yes. Every anime has one. That is unfortunate. He's definitely coded as gay. I think. This episode had a few weird moments, like cringy moments. A lot of strange turns, a lot of questionable Monopoly-like characters. <laughs> it was just odd, because this show is usually pretty good. It does feel like second season jitters, even though this isn't the second season. Like, we need yeah. to give the people more of what they want. Now it's not just alchemy, now there's alka history. Soon there'll be Alka-Seltzer. Okay, yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> let's Let's talk about that real quick. Not only did we get, like, they do alchemy differently in different places... But we get that in the country we are in, alchemy is used 
way more militarily than in any other place. Alchemy as weapon is actually kind of the exception, not the norm, as we've been learning. Their interpretation, I guess there's a, there's a magical aspect to it, but I think the idea behind it is it's like an empirical system that is true wherever you are. Mm-hmm. So if that's true, then it, there are different ways of doing the calculations, but there's you're still relying on set principles. There's a moment in this episode where they talk about how a mistress, a military country with a future, is in a pact of non-aggression with a snowy country that's really big. And I was like, mm, I've heard that one before. I'm talking about Germany and Russia, guys. Oh, yeah. come on. <laughs> My, are you, Mike, really? Did you not get that? I was like, where? Like Game of Thrones? <laughs> <laughs> no, our world. Does anybody have any other notes about this episode? Yes, the, the, the little panda. Uh, great idea. Great idea. But do pandas start that size? Are there pandas of that size? <laughs> is it safe to take pandas away from their mother? How long is that panda going to remain a little panda? Is it an enchanted panda? Yes. I... Don't know. No. She has a condition. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, she's right. That's actually real. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think they say that. Yeah, she has a condition that makes her small. No. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> She's a, she's a runt. It's <laughs> so sad, but it's also cute. I like what Scar said at the end. What he said at the end was really cool. I, it stuck oh, that with was me. great. He's going to leave his name behind because he's leaving all the gifts that God gave him behind. It's like dark. Pretty cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, that was cool. We're getting more... Scar's becoming more and more interesting. And I liked how he said, like, keep moving. Which is echoing what Ed says in episode three, I think. Can I venture to say that obviously, like I was thinking about our need-want discussion for Ed and Al, and I thought of applying it a little bit to Scar and thinking, obviously he wants vengeance, but I think he mm-hmm. needs to let go. I think it's really obvious, <laughs> but I think that <laughs> it's obviously like super obvious, but it's really well well established and really clear. That's very good though. And then he crushes the hell out of some walnuts. Like they're Monopoly guys. <laughs> Now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Mike, are you ready? It is time for you to head into the field and go to the bat! <laughs> that was a complicated way of saying it. <laughs> Mikey at the bat, yeah, I'm like ready. A, like a very complicated uh, baseball announcer. This is the moment in the podcast where Mike has to guess what happens in the next episode based on the title of the episode. The name of the episode is Footsteps of a Comrade in Arms. And now Mike gets to see the thumbnail also of the episode. So in this thumbnail, we can see Sheska and I feel so bad that I don't remember his name. The one black military guy. Is that Hugh's assistant? Not assistant, my dude. Works with him. Well, you know, like like he does. No! (laughs) 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 He just like works for him. No, I mean, you know. Assist him my ass. Ugh. Captain Fokker. His name is Captain Fokker. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Mike, what do you think is going to happen in this episode? Interesting. I'm looking at the thumbnail and it's that librarian lady. She's turning around and she's like, oh. <laughs> and he's like in the corner and he's like, I have some footsteps to follow. It's going to be all about tracking down who killed Hughes because that's what's going on. Obviously, Ed and Al will be doing something. Probably they'll be coming back to central like they said and maybe when they get back in central they meet up with mustang and they're all like oh the librarian uncovered some stuff in her books 
Captain Fokker has proof of something that we can follow that will lead them to the homunculus killed Hughes. It's going to be kind of a, a cloak and dagger episode. All right. We'll find out next week. It is time for us to grade this episode. I'm going to give this three. It was okay. It was middle of the road. Even though I think Lane, the character, is a very interesting character, there were a lot of stumbles and there were a lot of moments where I was like, what are we doing here, guys? Especially the fight. I thought the fight was really like... It didn't feel like it needed to happen if they just sat down and talked. Then again, all fights don't need to happen if we just sit down and talk. Oh, wisdom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give it two and a half, actually. I think this episode was kind of all over the place. For me, it wasn't bad in any way, but as an episode of Full Metal Alchemist, it was like a little worse than middling. Yeah, I want to give it a three because I, I did have a good time at, at certain moments. But when I think about the things that I've given three stars to, I feel like I have to give this a two, unfortunately. Mostly because I, I, I agree, like all fights should be, many fights can be resolved, you know, through speaking, especially in anime stuff, you know. But this one was especially unnecessary in some way i don't know you know they always seem to find a good reason but this one i was i struggled to understand what it was and also come on like he snared her because he used to hunt rabbits or something like what well yeah that like, was rabbits throw weird. grenades at you <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah i think i agree with most of that i think the fight was about like establishing how they fight because they're gonna fight a lot spoiler alert but yeah 2.5 sounds good Especially coming back from Izumi, because she's my favorite character, so. If your favorite character is also Izumi, or just any other character in the show, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at FM Analysts. That's FM Analysts on Twitter. Subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. I want to take this moment to thank Jackie for coming. Can you tell our listeners where they can follow you, see your art? Uh, sure, it's at Jackie Pshiv on Instagram and on Twitter and literally everywhere else. J-A-C-Q-U-E-P-C-H-E. Thank you again for coming, Jackie. That'll be all for now. We'll see you next time on Full Metal Analysts. Until then, stay frosty, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Farewell. Yo. Wait, is there a revolution in the northern country? Is there, like, uh, are they coming? Are they, like, having a quasi sort of authoritarian version of communism there you know i actually don't know do they go into detail on that jackie do you remember that i mean if you remember the 2003 um the movie after the series all right in like world war ii you know what i feel like now is the time for us to talk about that in the end of the 2003 anime they reveal that in the 2003 world the world of that anime the gate is a literal gate between the world of Full Metal Alchemist and our world. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I'm really oh, trying it's... not to laugh. Uh, it's, it's the worst. So, it's so weird. I hate that. <laughs> the amount of the 2003 anime I've seen is I've watched the first two episodes and then I watched the last 10 minutes of the last episode. <laughs> Why? I just wanted to see where it went. <laughs> Honestly, you didn't miss anything? And man, was I surprised. <laughs> It goes into our world. Al dies and Ed gets his arm back. Ed is like, no, I'm going to make a switch. I'm going to go through the gate. You bring Al back. And then Al comes back with his body, but he has no memories of the entire show. 
I haven't watched it in years, but I thought neither of them remembered. They were just like living. Ugh, that's even worse. Obliviously <laughs> in World God, War II. I hate amnesia and things. The movie is Ed is in our world and alchemy doesn't work in our world. But the weird thing is that in the movie, they're in World War II Germany, and the plot of the movie concerns Hitler wanting to go through the gate. Whoa. I hate all of that. <laughs> That's terrible. It's so weird. Hitler is a that. character. Even, even Mike would not guess that that is how the this anime ends no i never would have been like well clearly they're gonna have to stop like Hitler that's like from extrapolating <laughs> learning from alchemy scene. yeah <laughs> no really dumb i i hate to criticize things you know what i mean like like yeah. say, say that they're dumb you know but that's dumb like i i don't know it's just very strange you know it's like why would you why would you break this why would you just take away everything that matters like that and and shove people into reality and make them deal with Hitler trying to learn alchemy. It's terrible. <laughs> no, 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 Mike, you, you're, you're getting it wrong. He doesn't want to learn alchemy. He just wants to go for the gate. That's, that's even worse. At least learning alchemy would be just something kind of scary and have some stakes to it or something. You know, who cares if he goes through the gate? <laughs> like... Hitler with alchemy. <laughs> oh, my God. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> you know? 